following podcast is recorded and produced by the Podcast Precinct in affiliation with the network at BICBP-radio.com. The Podcast Precinct. Consistency. Creativity. Culture. Let's talk, but no politics okay. Proudly dedicates all episodes to the loving memory of Constance Chirac, who was one of the biggest supporters of the show. And we like to say thank you for everything that you have done. Jeez, Johnny, have you seen Matt? No. Where is he? We told him this time, so I don't know where he could be. It's probably like off recording, like the panel discussion or... Oh, what a stupid podcast! Yeah, <laughs> Eat sleeping list. Sleeping list. I do kind of like that one because I like lists. Yeah. It's a, it's, it's worth listening to. Uh, yeah, it's that that Colt lands and Colt fans and Bills land type thing. I, Jeez. I tell you, I tell you what though, I've quickly and I don't even care about football, but I'm a Colts fan now because of Matt, because of that podcast. So yeah, yeah. he got me to hate Carson once, but I don't, yeah, I don't even know who that is. But what a weird know. name. Let's check it out. Introducing the newest WWF wrestling buddy, Big Boss Man and Jake the Snake Roberts. Clunk him, plunk him. Wrestling buddies want to be your buddy. Buddy, what's going on? Nothing, uh, officer. Body slam. <laughs> hey, who's the wise guy? Big Boss Man. Murphy. What's going uh, on? Nothing, Sarge. <laughs> Big Boss Man and Jake the Snake Roberts, the newest WWF wrestling buddies from Tonga. He's so how are you doing, Johnny? Doing good? I'm doing good. I keep forgetting that I'm at a, 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 a I'm actually just part of this show now. Yeah. You're, I keep you're forgetting. I was waiting to be introduced like no. a, like a guest, but then I realized that I've worked my way into co-host status. Yeah, like, you're like a virus would do, you know? No, no, I would say like if you were if you live by me, like if you walked you came to my house and you were like, Can I get a drink? I'm like, dude, you know where the fridge is now. So you you've hit that yeah. status. I'm not getting you a drink anymore. I just got to get it myself, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Man, that really cuts against my initiative. Uh, you know, my New Year's resolution was to be even more lazy somehow, <laughs> and you're ruining that. <laughs> but we actually do have a guest today who is, uh, I think, co-host of many podcasts. One I've never I'm heard on. of him. You've never heard of him? Oh, no, let me. I can't you. wait. I can't wait to meet him. He's gonna be great. Oh, he's he's a great guy. You know, uh, he's, a, he's a little weird sometimes, but he's a really great guy. Uh, I don't know if you know. Him. What do you say about me when I'm not around? <laughs> <laughs> if he's a little weird, good God, <laughs> what I'm described. <laughs> but we got a. Uh, I guess he's what he's a returning guest, but he's a new guest now that you're the co-host. Now that you're co-hosting. This is the first time oh. he's guessed it since I've co-hosted. There yeah. you go. Yeah. Yes. That, yes. That is mad. Oh, you can't talk until we introduce yeah. you. Yeah. I forgot to skip it at the beginning. <laughs> what if we were really strict like that? <laughs> Get out. Speak when you're spoken to. <laughs> yeah. You don't talk when I give you permission. This, this is my podcast. That's how I do any relationship I'm in. Body or sensei. That's body or sensei. <laughs> Put them in a body bag. <laughs> But who is it, Andrew? Who who is this third person? Who's the third guy? <laughs> Jeez, you sound like like a girlfriend breeding me if I like cheated on her. Who, who is this? this? Let me see your phone. <laughs> yeah. It's a uh, it's Matt Johnson. I, <laughs> or hey. I could be like, I swear it's Pizza Hut. 
<laughs> there was this one time. This is a true story. We'll get to Matt here in a minute, I'm sure. Uh, there's, there's this true story of uh, I was uh, talking to this girl. We were uh, and it was getting a little more serious, and uh, we were hanging out one time, and uh, I was on my phone a lot, and she was getting really suspicious, and she wasn't one who was normally like jealous so this is kind of weird to me but she's getting really passive aggressive with the things she was saying and she's like all right who is it <laughs> and it was literally me i can't i found this game where you're the ninja turtles <laughs> and i just couldn't stop playing this ninja turtle game <laughs> i was like it's the ninja turtles and she for the longest time didn't believe me but i swear it's what it was <laughs> I had to level up my Raphael for crying out loud. Is it Ninja Turtle <laughs> Legends or something? Oh, I think that's it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I got to take on that too. But. Yeah. <laughs> it was a little too rough. We are terrible. We, we are terrible as co-hosts and bringing in a guest because Matt we are. is like sitting in the corner over there. Well, it's Matt it's Johnson. Okay. It's been a long day. It's been a long day. If this was Dirty Dancing, Patrick Swayze would be killing us right now because we put baby in the corner. We and must nobody, nobody puts baby in the corner. <laughs> that was filmed near my house too. What's <laughs> Lake Lure is not too far from me, if I'm thinking right. I, I think it's where it was filmed. It's a place called Lake Lure up in the mountains near me. That's uh, cool. We got a quiet place too. Box yeah. office success. Oh, oh well, we have uh, one of the Hunger Games movies. <laughs> oh, yeah, we don't have that. Oh, that's pretty cool. You got the Hunger Games movies. We what got we um, we got Superman. Niagara. Superman. We have Superman. Uh, to kill got Niagara by Marilyn Monroe. She came here. Yeah. And we got that one that one two part episode of The Office. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And we have Canadian bacon. Don't forget that. We all have that, though. (laughs) I can get that pretty easily. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, We also had uh, Last of the Mohicans. So, (laughs) oh, yeah. You got me there. I can't fight that. (laughs) Our best basketball player is best known for. The player drafted ahead of Steph Curry. Well, that's like there's like six of those though. <laughs> no, this is the pick right before Steph. Curry. Oh, so he's the sixth pick, is what you're yeah. saying. Yeah, gotcha. yeah, gotcha. But <laughs> enough with movies and sports. Let's talk about politics. That's what I heard the show was about. <laughs> no, that's the parody show that we're doing after. Oh, that's what, oh well, Matt steered me wrong. <laughs> My bad. We're gonna do an SNL parody show of this right after. We're I was I only agreed to do this if I could get across my really strict uh, religious and political views. <laughs> <laughs> what if I just started spewing them out? And you had to just beep the whole thing. <laughs> That's where the cut comes in. Just <laughs> you got to play that, you know, on the on the TV show where it's like a. Technical. Like, oh, yeah, technical difficulties. <laughs> the elevator music just playing over you, and then all of a sudden it just ends perfectly with, and do you understand what I'm talking about? <laughs> yeah. And so that's why, I, that's what grinds my gears. <laughs> <laughs> but I think this is kind of a grind my gears type situation because we are going to be talking about, you know, like when wrestling was great for us. I grew up with wrestling during the golden age. Uh, got away from it during that whole new era type thing or whatever they were called and then watched it into the attitude era and then i haven't really watched it too much since bits and pieces there i keep up but i don't know too much yeah andrew me and you are about the same age so i think our experience is very similar so that's why i'm very 
excited to talk to Matt about this because I think I can I can definitely speak for Matt because he's told me this and I and I'm the same way. And it sounds like you're really similar. When you're a wrestling nerd at some point, you kind of go in and out of it, right? Yeah. Uh, so, so like there's some parts where I was really into it. Like when I was a kid, I really was into the era as well, but then I got out of it. And then I came back during the, uh, you know, the Monday Night Wars era. And then I kind of left it again. And then I came back and then I kind of left it again. So it's, that's, that's kind of how wrestling fandom has been for me. Yeah, it's been in and out for myself too. Um you know, I started when I was a lot, you know, pretty young. I remember like my first impressions were like the old the old. It was WWF Royal Rumble for the sake of Genesis. And I fell in love with it, you know, then and watched some new new era or yeah, new, no new generation. That was the that, like mid 90s one. And then, uh, you know, WCW was cool because they had all the old stars. I remember, you know, like go and watch like Hulk Hogan and Kevin Nash. Like I never gotten to watch Hulk Hogan wrestle on TV before. And all those guys around WCW, I remember my parents would let me go hang out in their room, which was like the forbidden place. Mm-hmm. It was nice and cool. And I don't know. It was just neat. And I could watch TV. I can watch WCW in there. But um, my parents cut me off with with a lot of the Attitude Era stuff because it was just it was a lot of nonsense. <laughs> yes. I mean, it's so, some of it's like it's fun to watch, look back and watch on. But there's some is very cringe worthy now. <laughs> a yeah. little bit. <laughs> little cringeworthy and a little bit why did they decide to do this but hey it got over i just um, i'm just i'm just happy that we know that uh, mark henry must not be that great of a dad because that hand i don't think he's has been there for that hand you know when the hand really needed it. <laughs> no 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 he is not what the what nobody ever talks about that that's one of the wildest he came back stories. the hand came back i think on like an anniversary episode <laughs> yeah yes. it sure did <laughs> That was good. Yeah, that was some good stuff. Um, I came I, back into it in like 2003 when I found out that Kane took his mask off. Yes. yeah. And then shortly after I stopped doing wrestling is when I just couldn't take it anymore. <laughs> the, the magic had been ruined for me. And it's just it continually. I, I can't even. Oh, it's hard to look at. Well, let's kind of let's kind of give a, a little bit of Matt's background. Matt actually was yeah a, pro- a professional wrestler at one time, so I, I would assume that would change a lot. Just like you said, actually knowing the magic that's there uh, can sort of take away from it. I, to me, because I've I've made you on other podcasts tell me backstage stories because <laughs> that's the fascinating part to me. Uh, I think that like when you get to quote unquote meet your heroes or whatever, and they're not quite what you would hope they would be uh or you know that kind of thing that would definitely take a lot of the magic out of it for me it's oh it's 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 a weird thing though because i can sit and watch and listen to stories of the older days from when i was growing up you know that that you know mid 90s to probably 2008 2000 i mean i started slowing down around like 09 a little oh no i can't even say that but but like around that period like i love watching old videos and stuff of, of things that i used to watch but I don't know what it is. Actually, I probably do know what it is with the, with the newer, um, the current product, both WWE and AEW. I just, I, I can't, I can't find myself to sit there alive and enjoy it. It's it, and watch it live. It's it's weird. Is it because you know what it is? Like I feel because no. I, I I I know what it is at some points that it's very hard. It's uh, the best way I could describe it is. I used to love Emmett Otter's jug band Christmas as a kid. <laughs> Let me work this analogy. Let me work this analogy. Okay. Let me work this analogy. 
So I loved this movie as a kid. And then I sat down and I watched it as an adult. And it's a bunch of, you know, puppets. And then I saw the strings. I saw the hand kind of moving the puppet <laughs> for this fish. So it took a little bit of the magic away. I know I, I still watch it, but the magic isn't what I wanted it. It isn't what's 100% there anymore. Yeah. Like I said, it it's it's so hard. I do a lot of the stuff I watch. Like I said, I like the drama. I like the behind the scenes drama. And I love the skits and segments from way back when. I think that's that's like it's hard for me to sit and watch a, an actual pro wrestling match nowadays but also i mean it's changed so much and i get apparently it's getting better um now that we're in a, a, a different era the post vince mcmahon era but I don't know, guys just don't stand out anymore like they used to guys and girls mm-hmm. excuse me guys and girls um, i would i would say that the girls do stand out better than they used to no no doubt but i get what you're saying it's it's like I if, feel like, like if i was dozen. to say you know if i was to say just grab somebody random on the street and say name a current wrestler who's your favorite right like um you know back in the day obviously you know be like people like stone cold the rock you know yeah. those would be quick answers that you would could guarantee you would get because yeah. anybody on the street would know who those names are even if you're not super familiar with wrestling because they're big superstars kind of larger than life characters yeah. and that's i mean that today is not as much the case and there's wrestlers that i like and enjoy now but i you know uh, i get like if i went around telling people about johnny gargano i guarantee a lot of people would just look at me with a Ooh. blank stare yeah, yeah. So. It, yeah. No, it's like with the the women's wrestling and stuff. Like, it, it, I'm great. I'm like happy that it's it's gotten so much better talent wise. But the way I think they're portrayed doesn't a disservice. Like, I'll remember and recognize a, a big name, like somebody who stands out, like like China, mm-hmm. right? Like China did back in the day, versus a group of people with with the most basic of white girl names bailey and nikki <laughs> and brie and jamie and chris like you know what i mean like yeah. it just all kind of blends it's not like china or the sable you know it's it's or strength it's a bunch of people that you just like a bunch of names like literally names of everybody you hated in high school like it's it's they don't like they don't just don't stand out yeah I agree with Johnny. There really is nobody that transcends into the realm of outside and more into like pop culture where you're like, yeah. oh my goodness, that Michael Jordan type status. Right. And Michael Hulk Jordan, Hogan. You know, Hulk Hogan, you know, Tom, there's all these names in other sports like Tom Brady. Yeah. You know, everybody be like, oh yeah, it's a football Jake player. DeLone. Yeah. Jake DeLone for sure. Uh, you know, those names. Uh, but like today, I, what, what Roman Reigns might be like one of the bigger names and I I guarantee you most people like just don't care. I think yeah. it would be Roman Reigns, but he's nowhere near. Like if you watch. Oh, I know. Hulk I know. Holds and the Rock. Yeah. Hulk Hogan, yeah. Macho Man's there's he doesn't he's cool, but he doesn't have that thing. And I think the closest one today to any of those guys is Brock Lesnar, but he's a part timer. So therefore, yeah. why should I watch it all the time? Right. No, see, I think the issue is why I can't. Because they legit all come from the same training ideology now. Back then, they used to just pull, like, you would come up and you had to kind of figure things out on your own, right? You had to figure out your gimmick and who you wanted to be. Uh, sometimes a promoter, a booker, or whomever would 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 help you mold that, change it a little bit. 
But nowadays, they all go, you know, all of them come through. A lot of the current roster now came through Florida Championship Wrestling, which changed to NXT. So it's really never changed. And and all that. And they've all been like it, they've been force fed. This is what you're going to do. This is how you do it. Um, and, and you do it to a T and you have to do it. You got to read these specific lines like that's that's hard. There's legit. No, there's limited variety when it yes. comes to a lot of talents. Now, it, I, it, I, it, I, I agree with that. Cutter mentality is is there. I agree with you completely on that. I think that's really hurt wrestling in that uh, everybody kind of styles very similar. You know, like even yeah. I, I remember because I listened to a lot of the old, you know, the old uh, wrestlers when they were talking about the good old days and uh, like they'll talk about how, you know, back in their day uh, that like if you were a, uh, you know, a heel or a bad guy, <laughs> um, like you would kind of stay away from high spots and stuff like that. Right. Because yeah. you're not there to get cheers mm-hmm. you're there to be the bad guy and get booed. But now it's like if you don't have at least one high spot in your moveset. Then people were like, well, this guy can't wrestle, you know? <laughs> well, the Dudley boys talked about that when they were going over to WWF. They told Vince McMahon, they were like, listen, we are old school heels. We're going to piss off the audience. And if you watch any of their ECW stuff, they oh, yeah. don't care what they say. And they said, and we don't sign autographs. We don't do this. We're not going to take pictures. We're not going to do anything with the fans because that's what we are. And Vince McMahon told them, no you are going to sign autographs. You are <laughs> going to take pictures with the fans. This is what you're going to do. So, and you, and you can see that. And if you watch, um, I like to watch the old territory wrestling. Yes. Yeah. On YouTube. And you are uh, the world, world-class championship wrestling. Cause I got a weird fascination with the Von Eriks and you can see these, the, the faces or the baby faces signing autographs for kids in the crowds while they're in the ring and the heels are just, you know, being real angry and running over and trying to attack them, do the fake yeah. attack and pull back. Be the big, being big B holes. <laughs> yeah. And I think yeah. that's one of the things is I do miss that. That's a great, that's a really great point. I've been reading this, uh, uh, this, this, this book that was suggested to me recently. I'm, I'm going through a bit of a phase in my life right now where I'm trying to do some self healing um, and, and just be a better person. This journey to Ixtalan is the lessons of Don Juan. And one of the lessons that is brought up is um, the mystery, right? People love a good mystery. If, if you get to know somebody too well, sometimes it, it's probably, it could be for the detriment in, in a way people love the mystery. And right now, current, like, wrestlers and stuff you know everything about them because of yeah. social media um they're ways they're way too accessible you know everything about them they're you know if you if you tried hard enough they're their damn social security numbers you know you know political views and and what their interests are there's no mystery at all right and i think that's what you know that's why i got like undertaker like for a variety of reasons he would not have gone over and today if he came up through today's era not just because of the gimmick but um yeah i do respect that he kind of stayed away from that stuff until he pretty much retired right i do like that aspect of it but you're definitely right on that and you know it's you know i I, there's this um this quote that i heard on this one wrestling podcast and it was like uh hey i want to be worked right like i want you quote unquote work me which means make me believe it yeah right fake you know fake me out i want that for me when i'm watching wrestling and i was like oh me too i really do i mean i don't get me wrong i love and i'm always searching out uh, like the backstage story stuff because that is fascinating to me but at the same time when i'm 
watching something like you know like the actual wrestling product i want that to be working me right i don't want to uh you know i don't want to be able to be like well i'm just gonna be on social media and uh you know, I think like right now, one of my favorite wrestlers is Kevin Owens, right? I really like Kevin Owens. Oh, he's fantastic. Uh, and his Twitter game is still pretty good too. Uh, he, but he definitely is on Twitter a lot, right? And, but he, uh, but I like how he uses it. But still, I know that he likes, you know, he loves animals. Uh, he loves his family and all this stuff. Uh, that's because of his Twitter. And you know, and I'm like, man, I don't really need to know this stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. then again, it's my fault because I follow him and everything he tweets, I make sure I read. So, right. I mean, you're um, gonna see it at some point or some yeah. some half assed article is uh so some half assed sports writer. Five stars. <laughs> you know, they, they they're like, Oh, look what this person said, and they they write some kind of clickbait article about it. So it's 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 so tricky. The, the the mystery is gone, and WWE has a part to play in that. They've loved t- tearing, you know, pulling back the curtain. Um, they've really loved like it, 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 kind of exposing it. Where before it happened in little teeny tiny glimpses, it was just enough to uh, wet your whistle. Is the uh, is I, re- I remember? I remember when I was a kid or a young teenager. There was literally like a special, like an ABC or NBC something special that came out saying the you know the tricks behind pro wrestling. Nah. And they were like exposing pro wrestling. They had yeah. the people with the voice changers yeah. and the masks. Yeah, yeah. They wouldn't. I yeah. do remember that. Well, isn't that? It's kind of this what you were talking about. Like what we knew about Stone Cold was he was a redneck from Texas that drank beer and he didn't trust anybody. And yeah. we were fine with that. And he rode on a four wheeler and he would go hunting. And we were fine about that. When I was really into Kane, because I really loved yeah. Kane, like I I didn't even realize that he used to be a you know Jerry Lawler's dentist. <laughs> I didn't know that. Like I just thought, oh man, this is Kane, this is Undertaker's brother, right? Yeah. Uh, and you know, now he's you know, he's like a and it ruined it for you. So. Yeah, and, and it ruined it for you too when you found out that they weren't actually brothers, right? When the, yeah, when, the yeah. when the shroud of mystery was up there, when yeah. when there was some there was something to uh you know when there's it, oh you, you really want to get to the bottom of it. And knowing is is it's unfortunate. Imagine, it is it's, a battle, but it also ruins it. Yeah. Imagine oh, Christian yeah. are in the same boat with that too. You're like, oh, here they are, they're brothers, older brother, and then all of a sudden they slowly went from brothers to best friends. Well, it's close yeah. to real life. They weren't best friends, but, but uh, and they kind of got into wrestling together. But I know what you're saying. They kind of like, yeah. look the yeah. same. And, you know, they, they, they look kind similar. of look the same. There's, I mean, there's so many different characters I mean, over yeah, the years that have. There's done so that. many wrestlers too that like they would portray like they were from. A certain place because they kind of look like they were from a certain place, and then you'd find out later that they were at all. Well, look at <laughs> like they were just Italian or something. <laughs> as, we, as we start, oh the, Yokozuna. Mostly. As we start the fight, look at Lex Luger when he got into it. They were like, "Hey, where are you from?" And he's like, "I'm from Buffalo, New York." And they're like, "No, that's not cool. You're from Chicago, Illinois." <laughs> <laughs> so that's that's kind of like the thing. Hulk Hogan was from Venice Beach. And yet he was born in Tampa. And yeah. that was the stuff that we wanted. Well, my favorite Ultimate is uh, Warrior, the wrestlers were from Truth and Consequences. Yes. <laughs> I love that stuff. Parts yeah. Unknown. Parts yeah. Unknown. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. the stuff that you you ate up. And that that luxury of <laughs> that luxury of things, especially the guys that would 
and come out and portrayed like they had tons of money. Just yeah. absolute tons and tons of money. The Rock with the five thousand or five hundred dollars or five thousand dollars. Yeah, yeah. Yes. And that was that was like the whole thing. So that's why I don't understand why Vince McMahon all of a sudden, I don't know if it was because they they had to do it, but he was like even though he was going national, he did keep everything very tight lipped. Like the whole uh had to dog in and fire cheek type thing. Steroid trial. Yeah. He had to. He had to come out and say that wrestling was what it was. Yeah. That's legit. Just because it was an insurance thing. I think it was insurance or some tax break. And he legit told the world that pro wrestling is what it is. Um, It was also because it's, it gets you past the state state athletic board. Yeah. That's a big part of it too. Yeah. Uh, I mean, just take my favorite wrestler of all time is Mick Foley, right? He's my absolute favorite. And the reason that he became my favorite was because when he came into the WWE, he was this weird, strange mankind character, these vignettes that they would play of him being backstage with a rat, you know, and then he was like attacking under, there's a lot of this, mystery surrounded him and when he would wrestle he would like i i distinctly remember him coming up with paul bearer who you know we can talk about managers at another time because i miss those too but uh he came up with paul bearer and then like uh you know he's he he'd hurt his knee or something right and he's sitting on the apron and he and, he, and paul bearer hands him a fork and he starts stabbing his knee to get feeling back into his knee i was like this guy's unhinged and yeah. i just absolutely was enthralled by mick foley from that point on right uh yeah. but like that doesn't seem like it unless I'm just missing it. And again, I like wrestlers that are wrestling today. There's plenty that I'm fans of, but they're just, where's that mystique at? Right. I just, I, I want that with this stuff. <laughs> I always wondered if, if like, cause I always like, oh, man, I love the, the sport of right. Everyone likes to talk about the sport yeah. of pro wrestling and how it's like super athletic now, which is cool. But I, I think we miss the unbelievableness in some instances. Yeah. The, the the characters that we you know it was legit like watching superheroes and supervillains battle each other and now they look like it you know a lot of them look like people you can find in your your office or you know at go to <laughs> go to tar- targets uh, <laughs> or hooters and they're there you know what i mean it's 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 especially <laughs> hooters <laughs> but do you think that was somebody brought this up and i never thought about it until i think it was uh, it was on a wrestling podcast and they mentioned that the the new generation of wrestlers today wrestle each other way too much. And it's kind of like the accessibility. We see them too yeah. much. Before a pay-per-view, there, if you watch Raw, like I remember watching Raw, it was always two guys that were in different matches. They would team up with. You know, and there's a formula, yeah. and there's a formula right to it. Like yeah, you'll but, see, like if people are in a program together, I already know a month before the pay per view, they're going to trade wins. There might be a tag team match somehow, uh, but they're going to, you know, it, when the real money on that stuff is making people want to see them, you know, get into the ring together. So bring back the right. squash match. Yes, if, I miss those. <laughs> bring back the I, I Johnny, do you remember this? On Saturday mornings, old school WWF, you'd watch like it was a lot of squash squ- matches. You'd watch the squash match and then the promo, the little vineyard promo yes, thing yes. would come down to the bottom of the corner. So I'd watch the Ultimate Warrior, and then all of a sudden the Ultimate Warrior would be facing ravishing Rick Rude at Survivor or you know, Royal Rumble or something, and Ravishing Rick Rude would drop a promo during the match. 
So you're watching the Ultimate Warrior beat the crap out of this guy, and Rick Rude's giving this promo, and you're like, oh, I hate Rick Rude. Yeah. Oh, he's talking so much bad stuff about the Ultimate Warrior. I hate him, but yet you're still getting the Ultimate Warrior, and you're watching the Ultimate Warrior just destroy this guy. Yeah. You're watching yeah. Jake the Snake. He, des- he destroyed a lot of people, but that's because he wasn't a great wrestler. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. I'm, <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Mean? I... I enjoy the squash match when they started doing that with Braun Strowman. I was watching more because yeah. I wanted to see the squash match. And then so I'm, I'm, okay, they- I'm glad you brought up Braun Strowman because that leads me to Bray Wyatt, right? Like mm-hmm. he was probably in my wrestling fandom the last guy that really gave me the same uh, feels as like a Mick Foley did, right? Like he was very kind of weird and mysterious. He sort of had this cult behind him. I thought he had a very his promos were not like anybody else's promos. He had a very different way of talking and he really drew me in with just how different he was. And like, and then everybody else was sort of sounding the same, you know, you know, it's probably from the whole, they're trying to really script them and that kind of stuff. Uh, But I just miss the original sounding and original promos you just don't really get those very much anymore to the point where when you do have one like a quote-unquote pipe bomb or something it goes viral because they're just they just don't happen very often yeah yeah he did pull off he did a very good job pulling off the the gimmicky stuff but i don't know what it was it's just vince could not get behind him remember that one year he was doing i think he did uh he had he it was just recently, like before he got released, he had a really good year. He was doing the the Firefly Funhouse, yeah, and and the 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 you know, well, notoriously, yeah, notoriously, Vince did not like him. I mean, that's a very well known thing. They like yeah, he they was did one of the along. best characters. <laughs> did, I, did his father do Vince's taxes? Did I? <laughs> it's what I heard. <laughs> <laughs> but like, that's the last. That's the last time I really like. I really remember somebody's promo ability really bringing me in right is, is is like that i think you know i think there's still guys today who really i mean i think the miz is an incredible at promos when he's allowed mm-hmm. to be but he's sort of been like you know like nobody even talks about him anymore and uh, uh it's just where is this just give me this uh, originality like just let these people kind of breathe a little bit when they're doing their promos um it's just I just miss the days of these amazing. I mean, I go back and just on YouTube and we'll just look up pro, like awesome yeah. promos and just listen to them. Yeah, I know. I, yeah, I do, too. There's a there's a nice art to to, to, to talking and delivery. That's just eh, it's so cut, cookie cutter, like the backstage interviews and and all that funny stuff. It's all it's just all feel the same. Like there's like warrior. Everybody remembers all the warrior promos, yeah. right? The rocket ship and the, and the dirt, dirt, you know, all that crazy could talk. Macho man with his changing of pitch. That's the stuff that people remember nowadays. It's just like um, um, everybody's yelling. I know. Yeah. You, I, <laughs> I know you hate it, but you're talking about promos. Is Oh, my goodness. I'm going to say this. And I don't have a beer can in my head. But Jake the Snake <laughs> had a very different promo for yeah, that. I was going to bring him up. Yeah. Is I know Matt and Jake have some beef going on, but, uh, but he had, it was like, it was very, <laughs> it was very different. And it's I, because he didn't yell. He was very, uh, when he was giving his promos, he was way more, he seemed more yeah. calculating with them in a way, um, d- despite whatever running he had with Matt, his promo style was really good back and in the day. <laughs> and it's sad. The only person I like to listen to a promo today is, 
and we talked about Roman Reigns is Paul Heyman. I think Paul Heyman is yeah. the only one that can deliver what you want to hear, where you're going to draw yourself in. Matt, who was, Matt, in, who was the Matt? Who was the guy on panel discussion we was talking about? And I was like, I can't remember his name. Oh, was it? Um, he yells all the time, and I couldn't stand him oh, because he's uh, what's his name? He's a heel. MJF. Oh, yeah, MJF. Yes. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And I was like, man, I think he says some great stuff and he could be a great heel. And he obviously doesn't have a problem talking in front of a crowd. And I think he has really good charisma with that stuff. But just stop yelling so much at me. <laughs> <laughs> he is a loud talker. Yeah. Um, yeah, this, this is this is intriguing because I think before when you didn't dislike a character or didn't like dislike a wrestler, it wasn't a go away kind of hatred. Right. It wasn't a get the heck off my TV kind of thing. I want to like you as my bad guy. Nowadays, it, it is it is that like Baron uh, Baron Corbin's oh, he's so bad. Yeah, uh, but he would have uh, he would have been an interest like a, a, a heel that people love to see get beat up back in the day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now yeah. people are legit like, hey, get off my TV. I can't stand you. And it's a different type of I think just wrestling consumer now. Like, it's so weird. Like they, yeah. they want They really want to cheer for and love their bad guys now. And yeah. they want to, you know, they, 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 like they want a certain mold for everything. And it's, I kind of think the attitude era for better and for worse, because obviously it was by far the most popular wrestler wrestling had ever been. But also that started, you know, you had these uh, characters who were not completely baby face or good guy. or were not completely heel or bad guy. Stone Cold is the ultimate example of that, right? Like he would literally just stun everybody. He didn't care if you're a good guy or a bad guy. He just stunned you anyway. And so I think that kind of started leading people to be like, well, I don't really like this bad guy. So I'm going to cheer him. And honestly, I love a lot of the heels, but if I ever see them like at an actual wrestling match, I make sure that I boo them because that's what they want me to do. And in right. a way, that's me showing appreciation for their work. So that's why I boo them, uh, you know, but you get these people who just cheer and stuff like you're going to change them baby face and then you're going to hate them for being a baby face. <laughs> well, I think Stone Cold was very relatable. And that's what yeah, they very much really, so, yeah. really, really worked that angle of this, this average guy. I'm going to go in there. I'm going to beat up my boss. I know a lot of people have said that, but I think that's the one thing that really got stone cold over. Oh yeah. Is that he was that guy that seemed like he worked a nine to five, did like construction or something and would go home, drink a 12 pack, fall asleep and get back up in the morning and do it again. His boss who sits behind a desk is always pushing him around and, I, yeah, but if you think about it though, I the first time the first time he ever and this is getting really wrestling nerdy here. Yeah. But the first time he ever actually sort of starts becoming the stone cold we all like, it's when he stuns Vince McMahon and all if you really watch that segment, all it is is Stone Cold had gotten hurt and Vince McMahon's like, "Man, we can't have you wrestling and you're going to hurt yourself." That's literally where Vince McMahon's coming from and I'm not <laughs> a Vince McMahon fan, obviously. But like that's what he was doing. In a way, he was being a concerned person for Stone Cold's help. And Stone Cold's like, well, he flips him off and stunts him. And we're like, oh, yeah, this guy's awesome. Yeah. And I was like, well, really, in this case, neither one of them are really a bad guy here until somebody gets stunned. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I, it, go ahead, Andrew. Sorry. We oh, keep yeah. <laughs> it is, the relatability, too, is like, as a kid, I hated Ric Flair. But now yeah. I realize, and Ric Flair is a guy that's still living his gimmick to this day, I believe, 100%. 
Oh yeah, yeah. I don't yeah, think yeah. Ric Flair can get out of his own get out of that gimmick. But I hated Ric Flair as a kid. And then all of a sudden, but when I found out about it, kind of like what you said, it it was like, wow, he's just doing a really good job at his job. So now I kind of have to respect, you know, what he's doing in the ring and his promos and stuff. And that's where the internet and stuff comes into play as well. Yeah, the internet's a big, I think it's, I mean, it's an issue. Yeah, I definitely want to talk about the internet, but real quick, I think the art of the heel promo and Paul Heyman is a fantastic example of this. Is not just building up your own guy or yourself, but also your opponent. Yeah. Because if you're just sitting there saying, uh, I remember, I mean, obviously the NWO was a big thing and Kevin Nash and Skull Hall were awesome. I really liked them too. But they spent a lot of their time just literally mocking whoever their opponents were, never once really building them up. And it's a very tone different from, uh, you know, Paul Heyman sitting there like when, uh, you know, whoever, like anytime, you know, when he was Brock Lesnar's manager, anytime Brock Lesnar was going to get somebody, he always would be sure to build that other person up at the same time while still saying that Brock Lesnar was going to beat him, right? Like he would never, ever felt he would build both parties up. And that's the thing that I really, really miss. That's probably why I'm a big fan of Mick Foley too, because he seemed to go out of his way to make sure that not only was he going to get over, but whoever he was wrestling was also going to be getting over right like you'd be benefiting both of them i don't see any underdog like mcfoley today either though that's true yeah. th- that's one of the things that you rooted for him at at certain points uh i think the last one I, might have been what daniel bryan maybe it's probably the last one i can think of uh, yeah that was big that was big yes yeah. Yeah. yeah but even now though what is he now if Mick Foley comes back, everybody still thinks of him as the underdog. I know he can practically not even walk at some point, but thank yeah. you, Mick, for putting he, he your body had, on the line. Yeah, to just entertain me. I'm not like going to. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for putting your body on the line to entertain me. His podcast is fantastic, by the way. But Oh, it's so good. So good. It's, it's one of those things where that's the other thing is there's no underdog. There's no. Could this guy pull it off? Yeah. Could you, want he, so, you want somebody to root for, right? Yeah. Yeah. Can David beat Goliath? And I think yeah. that's the that's the story as old as time. I think the, the whole David Goliath thing is that's and then when thing. and then when they do have it, like you know, Kofi Kingston not too long ago, uh won a championship, right? And that was a big deal. And I was very happy to see it. I've always loved Kofi. Um, he's very much can be this underdog because he's kind of a small guy to start with. And he just seems really fun. And I really like, he just seems like he's a somebody you want to hang out with or whatever. And he, come, he comes off very well is what I'm trying to say. And um, he becomes a champion. And the, like it set the world on fire. Right? Everybody was very happy. It went viral, as they say. Everybody was very excited that this guy was the championship. And then he goes up against Brock Lesnar and loses in one move. Right. <laughs> yeah. You know? Like you just, you just took what you built up that you could have sustained a little bit more. And I'm not saying he should have beat Brock Lesnar, but at least make it where uh, the match that I really remember is, uh, do you remember when Jeff Hardy took on the undertaker and yes. the undertaker kept beating him down, but Jeff Hardy kept getting up and he still lost Hardy still lost. But in that loss, he gained the undertaker's respect. And in this, in that same way that also built up, uh, Jeff Hardy, even though he lost, and they just don't really do stuff like that anymore. It feels like I that's think the- a very good point because yeah, the the storytelling doesn't matter. Like when they've done done the way that pro wrestling TV is now, winning and losing does not matter. It no. it has it has no like there's a, no importance on winning or losing. It really does not matter. 
they don't emphasize it enough. AEW tried with their system thing, and then I think they kind of went away from it. I think but, they still show like what somebody's record is, but it's like they never really talk about it. No, right. it, it doesn't factor into anything because MJF was like killing it, and he never even got a title. Sh- or you think he got what one title shot or something? Maybe. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, it's just it's it, if they if if these wrestling companies treated wrestling like a legit sport, I think in some instances where, you know, the champion is, is maybe defending a little bit more or, or wins and losses did go a long way. You can have a guy, you know what I mean? We, we watched it uh, you, oh, not too long ago. It was Kurt Hawkins and Zack Ryder, right? Hawkins is on this big losing streak and it was, it made for a fun story. They eventually won the tag team titles, but, um, but at the same time, it's like, it just, you know, what does that make your champion look like? This guy who can't beat anybody all of a sudden beats your champion. And it's just, I don't know. It's it's peculiar. Well, that's the cool thing. And it's probably the only time I'm ever going to say this. That was a cool thing Vince Russo did with a lot of the stuff. Everybody on that roster mattered. So even if you lost a lot, you yeah, won a lot, you were lower in the card, you were a mid card, <laughs> you mattered. I right. felt like that even in the attitude area. I was compelled to see Steve Blackman and Al Snow wrestle together as head cheese, even though I knew they would probably never get the title. Yeah. I wanted yeah. to see. I wanted to see if Val Venus would get his pee pee dropped off. You know, exactly. I needed to know these things. <laughs> exactly. There was a storyline for, there was a storyline for everybody other than this guy is going to wrestle this guy in the ring. He weighs this much. He weighs this much. Let's. Yeah, yeah, that's kind of that's kind of part where it brings wrestle. you into it, right? And other sports, even like who are the most compelling characters, right? Are the ones who sort of are larger than life, right? And mm-hmm. and when and when they talk, you know, UFC is a great example. Who are the fighters that you talk about more? Is it the ones who are sort of like I just went in there and put up a good fight, or is it the ones who are sitting, you know, boasting and yeah. and, and stuff like that? Those are the ones you pay, love or hate them. You talk about them, right? And that's kind of how you know, wrestling's sort of kind of getting away from its own self. I think it feels like sometimes, and I do think the internet has a lot to do with this, that pro wrestling seems to be almost embarrassed about what, what it is and where it it came from and when it should really be like, Hey, this is our history. Uh, We can embrace this and improve upon it. Cause that's what you should do. You should learn from it and improve upon it. Well, yeah, they just, they just started calling it wrestling again. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's a, that's a prime example. You weren't allowed to call them wrestlers. They were superstars or yeah. we don't, we don't wrestle. We sports entertain. And like, it's so just, and I, I'm actually like disappointed in a way that Vince kind of went that direction. Uh, yeah. You know, I don't know if he had too many outside influences or what, but it's very weird for somebody, you know, to think that that's what came about. Especially um, when he pretty much grew up in the stuff. Yeah. yeah. Well, maybe that yeah. was just a way to, by the way, Vince McMahon, Screw North Carolina. <laughs> Oh, there we go. Uh, we're gonna go. There. You're welcome. Well, there you go. You're the problem of all this today. <laughs> You're but, the problem. I, I really do want to talk about the internet aspect of this too. Uh, you know, we kind of before we hit record, I think it was Matt who sort of brought up the internet, sort of kind of ruin ruins wrestling and yes, other things at the same time. It ruins a lot of stuff, and I think that's true. I think a lot of times us fans who are hardcore fans of something and we may not even realize it some of the times but we re- either it's through our quote-unquote gatekeeping or it's through the fact that we're such a hardcore nerd we want to fantasy book stuff and if it doesn't go exactly how we 
feel we sh- that it should go and we're an obvious expert in this and then that it's wrong or bad or whatever and um you know and then we'll tear it down with like going a well beyond where you should go with something like that if you're not being you know if you're not joking around uh but a lot of people are very serious when they're criticizing stuff uh i wouldn't want to be uh, i remember when i was a kid i was like man i really want to be like a pro wrestler or i think i really want to be a manager when i was a kid because <laughs> i you know i like to talk obviously and i was like i think i can talk people in and out of a building you know uh but uh i think it would be awful to be that today right i mean Matt can speak on this even more than me, but like being a, uh, you know, I'm like a Z level podcaster, right? And I can pretty much say any stupidity I want for the most part, and nobody's going to like hunt me down on the internet. And that's only literally happened like once or twice ever, right? right? It's going to hunt me down on the internet and say, you know, really read me the right act or whatever, or tell me that what I'm doing is a complete sin or whatever it may be. Yeah. Let's uh, say I deal with that on the I dealt with that with the two point Facebook page all the time. Yeah. I realized that page made me realize I do not want to be famous. I do not want to be <laughs> under the public microscope. I I I've I don't want to be known like at all. I'm yeah, like reclusing slowly but surely. Um yeah, dude, it's not worth it. I mean, well, maybe money makes it worth it. Um it does <laughs> it, it, it it's like a catch twenty. I don't know, right? man. Listen, listen. It it does. They say more more money, more problems. But I've been working like 60, 70 hour work weeks, making a lot of a lot of cheese at work, and all my problems terrible. are slowly being paid off and going yeah. away. And I'm a much happier person. And I'm waiting so. for him to pay it all off so he can just start giving me money for being his friend. <laughs> <laughs> he stole back of the line. Bad, he stole me bad pay from two Actually, points. no, no, no. Actually, Johnny was uh Johnny was first. Johnny was first before you, <laughs> Andrew. You. So thank you, Andrew. Sorry, get bro. behind me. <laughs> or as uh or as uh, Matt would say, you better step up, son. <laughs> I think uh, I'd rather just uh <laughs> I'll just get paid in muffins. If we could do that, that would be better too. Yeah. Oh man, I really. I mean, this. I know this is going to sound weird, but I really want, man. I really want to try your wife's muffins. Uh, But just so the internet knows, his wife literally makes muffins. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Just it's not untowards. Cancel him right (laughs) now. Cancel him. Untowards. Yes, (laughs) Yes, <laughs> I still re- I, not to get too off topic. I still remember last year when I was up there, and Matt was like, "I'm gonna give you not you know don't get your <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. Let's not get crazy here." And he was like, "I'll I'll I'll come and get you, and we'll go to the studio, and we'll record, and I'll bring you breakfast." So he brings this bag. He's got the bag. He's like, "There's a scone in there. There's a muffin, and then there's a breakfast sandwich. Whatever you don't eat." I'll have and I'm like, oh, okay, this is this is good. What a nice guy. So I ate the scone and I ate the muffin. And then he's like, Are you gonna eat the breakfast sandwich? And <laughs> oh so badly, there's a part of me to go, you know what, Matt? Just like the like Ace Ventura, <laughs> Jim Carrey and Ace Ventura going, That's none of your damn business, Matt. Because I just really wanted that breakfast sandwich too, because everything was just tasting so wonderful. And I just wanted to eat it all. But I was a nice guy, I was a good friend. I did not pay for it, so I said, "Matt, you can, you can." You have should have just told me no. No, we, we I couldn't all, do that to you. you. The mystery here is what kind of breakfast sandwich was it? I, I, I don't know, but I didn't care at that point. After I ate the scone and the muffin, I'm pretty oh, sure you could have been like Prince's dog turds are in there. I'm like, well, it looks like a tootsie roll to me, and if your wife baked it, I'm eating it. <laughs> that's good to know. Yeah, that's how that's how good it is. 
that's that's how good it is. So good you eat dog turds. Yes. I would I yeah. Wait, bro, wait, wait. Are you saying my wife's breakfast sandwich tastes like dog turds? No. <laughs> He's saying that if cancel. Wife... <laughs> she's gonna cancel both. I'm of just us. being the internet. I'm just the face of the internet. Uh, the internet has no face. We should do that. There should be a guy on every podcast show just to just name the internet. Yeah. It sits in the back. And just hates comments. on everything. <laughs> just, just makes comments. You're not allowed to like anything. Yeah. <laughs> I thought there was good special effects. No, CGI was terrible. I saw <laughs> As we're packing on wrestling today. Right I could tell she wasn't really a big green woman. <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah, I, I think the other thing the wrestling does too is the magic of wrestlers moving from promotion to promotion is that was the big thing. That was the big thing with the NWO. That was a big thing with Lex Luger going from WWE to, you know, WCW at that point. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't want to know wrestler movement. Like I want to know NBA players or NFL players or, you know, actual, I don't want to say actual athletes, but you know, those, those type of, players i think i mean obviously when vince mcmahon sort of bought everything that definitely took that out of the equation i do think that one of the benefits if you even if you like or hate aew is the fact that that's another uh pretty decent sized company that gives more you know competition is always good for anything because it means Mm -hmm. you got to build yourself up and be better and i do think now and maybe it's because we're in the post vince mcmahon era uh, you know, just recently, uh, you know, Johnny Gargano showed up back on WWE and nobody really knew he was going to do that. Honestly, most people thought he was going to show up on AEW at some point, but then he just shows up back in WWE and it was like a big deal. So I do think they're getting better with that. But for sure, there was like what a span of what 15 plus years where like that just that magic just was not there. Yeah. And you you just and uh, everything, people getting released, everything else like I just want it. I just want a little mystery. Like whatever happened to that guy. I don't want to know that he got released or anything. It's just maybe something happened to him or that's big business now though. Right. Yeah. Being able to, uh, to know that stuff. Um, just like in any sports, really, you know, everybody wants to be the next woes dropping his woes bombs for the NBA. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's like the CM Punk thing. Like it would have been so much better if nobody would have known. Yeah. But they made such a big deal about it before that you, that you like knew that it yeah. was going to happen and it was it great yes yeah, yeah they don't let things like develop they don't let things develop at all when it like i think with storytelling a lot too um you know like you said you know the the cm punk thing not knowing knowing are you referring to when he went on the, the for the pipe bomb or after the pipe bomb or any time with yeah like, like they should have let him defend it, that title and other promotions they should have oh, yeah that would have really went a long way and I that would have I, I mean it like it seems like so like crazy and small but no that's the little stuff that people want to see is punk going to these different promotions and, and doing stuff like that i it's it's weird because on one hand you're like man i wish pro wrestling wouldn't take itself so seriously but on the other you know the other side of it it's like yeah kind of wish you did <laughs> you, you can find a good balance uh 
and I don't know if they know how to do that. <laughs> no, they don't. Yeah. And it's like, oh, it's it's so unfortunate. You, that, you that, like they, none of these like promotions get along. It's like, yeah, yeah, you everybody can can be all right, right? They do you know what I miss? I really miss when they were going to bring in a wrestler, but before he sh- uh, he debuts, they would do these little vignettes or whatever. Yeah, like, kind of give little hints of them and stuff. I really miss those. They don't really do that very much anymore. Like, who are they? Like, yeah, the Razor Ramon ones were amazing. Oh, like, yeah. I wanted, the, I was like, yeah, Mr. Perfect's, yeah, Mr. Perfect's yeah. were awesome. Uh, I mean, Mankind's, I mean, I mentioned Mankind's earlier. Uh, where are I just missed those? I think uh, NXT does that a little bit, but other than that, I can't really think of like, I wish, I just wish the big ones would do that every once in a while. Hey, this person's showing up, let's start showing little where they, they um, I will say. The um, WWE recently brought back, um, oh gosh, I forget his name, who's an NXT wrestler. But the way that they had him come back was like in the background of stuff that was, ha- they would have stuff happening in the background. Oh, yeah, I've seen that. Yeah, and it was actually really neat how they did it. It was very, it was a little different. Like there was like a car crash when they were interviewing somebody behind them, like it was an accident. And you can tell like everybody's question on the internet, like what's happening back there. And then like this past week, uh, just this guy comes out of nowhere and literally kidnaps the Miz. And guess what? For a, for a couple of days, the Miz was quiet. We didn't know what was happening there. And I just love that stuff. Like, just bring that, keep doing that, please. It's, Work me. I want to be worked, Matt. It's the, <laughs> it's the kayfabe aspect of it. It's yes. Going yes. back to the accessibility of these guys. And it was, it was cool to see like the whole Heath Slater thing. You know the man didn't live in a trailer park when he was doing the I got yeah. kids thing. You <laughs> yes, know he I wasn't living yeah. in a trailer park, but there he was. Like here's he Slater in a trailer park with like three kids. It just made him look completely just poor and everything else. But you know that's not how he how he's living, but it, it was it was cool to see. One of my favorite things that I can remember as a kid was the whole uh Mean Gene training with Hulk Hogan. Yes. They're at like Mean Gene's house, and they're and they're training together, and they're, they're like, so "Oh, I got to yeah. do this. I got to drink these eggs, Hulk, and stuff like that." And for the longest time, I'm glad they came out with protein powder because when I was <laughs> actually working out, I was like, "Oh my goodness, do I got to drink eggs?" Rocky did it, so I guess I have to, but I never did. But the, that type of stuff too is showing them outside, but within their character's realm of outside i yeah, we we all know what pro wrestling is we all know the magic behind it now uh so you don't have to talk about that anymore right on your actual programming uh you right. know when we we all knew that mick foley was mankind and cactus jack and dude love we all everybody and their mom knew that he was all three of those characters yet when he showed up in that royal rumble as all three characters uh, I popped every time. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think that's the other thing too, is there's not really, there's not too big of, I don't notice any more pops unless somebody returns Yeah, like edge when he returned. Uh, that was probably one of the biggest ones or AJ styles when he came in. But other than that, if you listen, go back and you listen to like when the road warriors came out, or every time the glass shattered for a stone cold, you know, yeah, yeah. just that sound, people would go crazy. There's no of- nuts for it. I go nuts for it still to this day. I listen to it and I'm like, I listen, legit look up Stone Cold Steve Austin entrance pops. 
And it's just, it's just segments, you know, you got a very, a heel that can go all out, right. Isn't restricted by verbiage or, um, you know, just a whole bunch of other factors. He's being a douche and you just want to see him get beat up and then stone cold hits, and you know, something crazy is about to happen. Is there they, any, Oh, sorry. No, I was just saying they don't have anything like that. Like it's star power like that anymore. Yeah. I mean, or interacting with like people's, interest music i mean some of them kind of sing them sometimes but yeah you know like uh, like kurt angles right and people would start jumping in on the you suck thing and that was kind of part of it, it was, that was fun and that's i mean that's just because you think people would do that if he wasn't if kurt angle wasn't good at what he was doing no right or bret hart's glasses damn it, i still want bret hart's glasses yeah or mm-hmm. uh that's or, old, you know, that's Ray Mysterio is always like giving kids in the crowd something. That's, you know? Yeah, I want his eye. I want his yeah. eye that fell out. <laughs> yeah, I do too. I want to grab that eye and put it on display. But that's that's just all that stuff right there, and I don't think there's anything that really gets you like anything going of that standard of Stone Cold coming out or you smell what the Rock is cooking or. Or anything like that. I was going to bring that yeah. up. Like just entrance music for wrestlers now in general is don't, just don't doesn't seem as fun. It all kind of sounds the same ish to me mm-hmm. now. It's all like heavy metal stuff, all of it. And then some of it, I mean, I like some of it. Don't get me wrong. But when all of it sounds exactly the same and if I turn away from wrestling and I come back to it, uh, I like I don't know who this is. <laughs> like, Why was it's, it's like old, it's not jobber music, but. You know, back in the day, like nineties, two thousand, early late nineties, early two thousands, that that guy that would like show up once every other month, like that was his theme song. It was some really bad rock song. But now it's just like all like just these bands that just scream when they sing the whole time. (laughs) It was like I've had enough. (laughs) It's it's not tailored to the wrestler. Yeah, it's no, it's no, it's no ass man for sure. (laughs) Yeah, you know, ass man, (laughs) hillbilly Jim's is absolutely tailored to him. Yeah. Uh, Matt's a big fan, I know, of the Honky Tonk Man song, and that is oh, I love Honky, honky. and Rick Martel and like <laughs> Shawn Michaels. There's no like, oh, yeah. there, it, I think it's got to be. He's a not noise. your boy toy, guys. By the way, it's a noise <laughs> or a line. Yeah, you know it's gonna happen. Like Shawn yeah, Michaels. Anytime I heard a car crash, I knew Mick Foley was coming out. Like when yeah. you hear "Oh, Shawn," you were like, "Yeah, yeah." Actually, you know what? I thought that was Razor Ramon. I'm not gonna lie at that Dallas one. When I heard the car crash, because I remember Razor Ramon having a car oh, yeah, crash. Yeah, yeah. But <laughs> there's also been some that I've hated. Uh, I still, to the stake, uh, hated when uh, Scott Steiner would come out because it's just that siren over and over and over. He's like, I could do without that, please. Like Cesaro. <laughs> Cesaro. Here's a there's a guy. I'm sounding like Chris Collinsworth. Uh, that <laughs> here's a guy <laughs> that was so good in the ring and stuff. You can his promo was off. But yet they gave him like the crappiest gimmicks and stuff like that. Instead of just saying, you know, be you. I've heard stuff like Jim Cornette talks about Dusty Rhodes when he would give promo classes and character classes. He would say, but who are you? And, you know, when you talk about that is who who are you? You're, You're given the same generic vanilla promo every single time. Who are you coming at you? And then. Unfortunately, you know, like New Jack, when I watched Dark Side of the Ring, he said one of the things that made him kind of a little bit nutty was when his trainer said, you have to create something that nobody's ever seen before. 
and then we got new jack and the rest is history on that one and that's the generic vanilla things is there's no one liner there's no noise uh undertaker bells kane with the organ are there any like catchphrases that are current i'm trying Uh, to think of any last one i knew is you can't see me yeah yeah, the yes chant yeah but that's i mean that's been a while back too though uh I mean, obviously, I've hated some of them. Like anytime the crowd does that what stuff, I just it makes me hate Stone Cold. Yeah, because uh, I can't stand that. Everything else I love about Stone Cold. But I'll never forgive him for that what chant. I completely forgot about catchphrases until you brought that up. Man, it's just you know it was a big part of the wrestling when I was growing up was these catchphrases from any of the eras when I was really into it. There's always somebody with a catchphrase or something. Yeah, because you yeah. wanted to go out and say it amongst yeah. your friends. You know, you want to tell your friends, "Hey, suck it." Yeah. yeah. Or you know what I mean? Or yeah. Or you know, do the oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. I used to I used to leave voicemails uh, voice messages on my friends' phones when Teddy Long was the GM of SmackDown, I'd be like holla holla holla. Or if or if I say can you dig it and nobody says sucka after that, then I, yeah. I don't know if we can be friends. Right, <laughs> right. One hundred percent true. I still tell my kids sometimes when they're like, why? And I'm like, and that's the bottom line. Because, <laughs> <laughs> because I said so. I'm not gonna lie. To this day, I can still I I tell my kids, you know, I shout out the road dog, go, Oh, you didn't know? <laughs> And my kids yeah. are older, and then I always say, "Your res better go close." <laughs> when they say no, but that was the thing. To this day, I can still do the the road dog and Mister Ass. You know, when they're in the ring introducing themselves, because that gravitated me towards them. And they, yeah. road dog was much better of a talker than Mister Ass. But that's I, you know, I completely forgot about the catchphrase. But the catchphrases were the best. Yeah, you know the rest in peace. It was kind of a part of it, part of their character, right? Was, was yeah, you that can made, market it, it on shirts, yeah. and now it's just like, oh, I'm the head of the table. Yeah, yeah, that's probably yeah, that's probably the what it's like the Simpsons right mean. It's like the Simpsons mean. We were we were all standing around Bart, whatever wrestler that is, and we were like waiting for him to say it, <laughs> and then they and then he said it. And we were like, oh yeah, he's gonna get crazy out here. Oh my goodness, yeah. Yeah, you, that was like have a nice day you know yeah <laughs> yes yeah. you know the woos and stuff like that and it vader was until he got to wwf but vader when you saw that come out with the mastodon helmet and the smoke coming out of it, it scared the crap out of me as a kid but it was still awesome but you knew it was getting crazy when you heard it's time it's time yeah, it's, it's vader time, time. Yeah, I mean, I popped when he showed up on Boy Meets World. So what do I do? So <laughs> I mean, that's that's was like the craziest things. I think that's what got me into ECW too was the catchphrases and the the unlicensed music that should have been licensed. Never <laughs> was ECW but, also would take chances too, though. I mean, sure they were known for being very hardcore, but then you would have like when Mick Foley showed up in there, he purposely went away from all that so the crowd would boo him right like mm-hmm. he would he put on quote-unquote boring matches on purpose uh yeah. and this is a major name i mean he was he wasn't as big as he would get obviously get bigger in wwe but he was a known name and <laughs> come in there just purposely putting on like headlock after headlock <laughs> you know and it was just kind of brilliant <laughs> and that was probably the last promotion that gave you a little bit of everything without shoving it down your throat in a way yeah, 
Because you could, before like Malenko and them left, you could see the tactical match and then you would see the crazy matches with Sabu. And you could see, you know, later on when like Mike Awesome came in, you would see the athletic big man and you could see Rob Van Dam. What is what is crazy Rob Van Dam going to do? Yeah. And everything else. And the other thing. Yeah, nobody, you, and they didn't really have people who looked the same either. No. Uh, a lot of different looks. I mean, everybody from, you know, Bam Bam Bigelow to. Uh, Taz, you know, all these people who had a very distinct look about themselves. Balls Mahoney, who looks like he sells hot dogs outside yeah, of like a, Mahoney. Yeah. Like on the corner of a neighborhood. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I've got big balls. <laughs> I got to still always Rob Van Dam. And that was another thing. You do it because you'd put it behind you, you do the thumbs behind your back to your friend. Yeah. Like, I'm, I met Balls one time. Dude was nuts. <laughs> Good guy. Out or? of his mind good guy like out of his mind or um he somebody gave him a bottle of seven up oh, and geez. a bottle of vodka and he poured seven eighths of the bottle of seven up out and just mixed vodka and he <laughs> uh, i know this is a kid-friendly show but he had a lot of pills too going into the uh into oh, yeah. his, his match so yeah um yeah good times let, let me like, ask uh, let me ask this matt out of all the Famous wrestlers that you've had a chance to meet. Uh, which ones were positive experiences? <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, those ones I want to know about. Well, I, did, Demolition I did hear, was the nicest. I did hear uh, Demolition. Oh, they okay. actually talked uh, to me. Wait, you you kept that for me for all these years? You never, <laughs> you never asked. You never I'm asked. Gonna have story. We're gonna have story time with Matt on this show. That's gonna be. Once a year, we're just going to sit down, Matt, and we're going to just berate him with questions about yeah. his wrestling career. Him and yeah. Will, him and Will, both like Johnny Gorgano. I remember that they both told me that he was. Yeah, he's a cool guy. Johnny's a cool guy. Um, no, demolition was really nice. They they like they asked me, you know, they them and Roddy Piper were the nicest. Roddy walked up oh, to me that's a, that's a and good said idea. hi. Like oh, we were real? sitting oh, in a chair in a circle, and he walked up behind me and said hi. Um, he, he's like, hi, I'm, I'm Roddy. I'm like, I, I was like, well, shit, let me stand up. Hi, I'm Matt. Nice <laughs> to meet you. Um, he That's stuck so up cool. behind me. And it was, it was, that was the, that was one of the coolest things to meet Roddy, but demo demolition was really neat. Um, they just super down to earth, uh, just good people. They didn't take themselves too seriously. Um, I think, I think one of them passed away a couple years ago, Did they? but they may th- have. maybe, um, but yeah, they were the original, really nice. I don't want to sound like like mad bad, but it's the original. It's like Axe and Smash, not yeah, yeah. Rush thing. Rush. Okay, yeah, Axe and Smash. They were there. Um, I think they they wrestled, not in their like gear. Obviously, they yeah. did the paint and and whatnot. But um, they were pretty cool. Uh, I'm trying to think who else. Scotty Zuhati was really neat. He seems awesome. Now that he's, I, yeah, he's a fun. He's a he's a good dude. Um, By the way, just so the audience knows, Matt, how long did you wrestle for? Uh, four years, five years, something like that. And you got to meet quite a few known names. I did. Uh, I got to do backstage for uh, WWE at one point. Yes, yeah, but uh, <laughs> he's just like everybody knows he's struggling to come up with positive encounters. Yeah. Yeah, it hasn't been all that good. That's because it's so different, right? That's the other, that's why I was very curious about your thoughts on this because you were behind the scenes with that stuff. You know, I'm just a fan, and 
So most of my interactions with wrestlers has been very positive, save for one. And I could chalk it up to that dude just probably having a bad day, right? And I just happened to approach. And he wasn't super rude to me or anything like that. It was just kind of off-putting a little bit, right? Yeah. Uh, but uh, but overall, like I met Mick Foley multiple times, Matt Hardy, uh, some wrestlers I really like, and they've all been very, very positive experiences. But you've not only uh, met some of them, you've even worked with some of them, or you've been backstage with them, and you've kind of <laughs> witnessed stuff. Who... Yeah, who's the biggest one you worked with? Like Ted DiBiase. That little spot I did. That's so with, cool. Uh, <laughs> That's awesome. Where we did the push up challenge and uh yeah, he embarrassed me. Well, that, um like I, actually, yeah, actually in a ring it would be it would be Ted DiBiase. I also tagged out with Hornswoggle. That was pretty cool. That's awesome. <laughs> you mean oh oh man, he's who, who is he related to again? I forget. Was it Vince McMahon himself? He's Vince McMahon's son, allegedly. <laughs> I love that the one where in the on the Ranger uh, Major Wrestling Figure podcast, if you watch it on YouTube, there's one where he got so hammered and they're in the hotel. Oh, it's an alcoholic, yeah. And he's just and he's getting pushed around on like the luggage cart, and that's how they got him up to his room. Yeah. <laughs> When I was backstage hanging out with uh, Brody Lee, he was Luke Harper at the time. They were they were making fun of him. They had him sitting down. It was it was a, it was kind of funny because they he'd sit. We were just sitting in these nice padded, you know, seats, and he, his legs weren't hitting the floor for obvious reasons. <laughs> but they were all ripping on him for uh, for for just being a, a just a drunk butthole, just a, <laughs> just a just a bad person. <laughs> they were all ripping on him. And it was funny because I sat there and had a take all like, at, and I see him like three years later, and he had a you know, you got to pretend like you never met him before, even though you heard everything. <laughs> <laughs> That's the unfortunate thing too about being in it is that a lot of these guys they forget about you unless you yeah. see him pretty frequently. Right. Yeah. Well, Luke Harper is probably one of your most positive ones, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I knew him before he got big, um, obviously, but. Uh, yeah, it, he was he was great. I, I miss him. Good dude. Yeah, that one sucked when he. Yeah, that was one of the ones that sucked for sure. Yeah, uh, and Roddy too. That one also. I mean, that's the thing too, right? Um, you know, some of these wrestlers become so big for us fans when we we're fans of the product that when tragedy strikes, which sadly happens a lot in this, mm-hmm. uh, in, in wrestling, that it really affects you. Like I still remember when. I heard Roddy Piper passed away. Like that ruined my whole day. And I never met the guy, right? I never actually mm-hmm. met the guy. And it just ruined my day. Like I was just, man, I couldn't, I was just so sad. Macho Man died on my birthday. Oh, wow. See, Jeez. it was a, it was the worst day ever. Me and my girlfriend at the time, we were at Durian Lake and uh, we were in line. I was really excited to go ride the Ride of Steel Superman ride. So excited. And I get the notification, Macho Man's gone. I was like, what? It was horrible. And then I got on the right of steel and I was too tall. Oh, man. Oh, my, oh. my legs were too big. They only got one click in. They're like, hey, you can just hold on really tight if you want to. Meanwhile, like some vet dude like died by falling out of it like the week before. I'm like, nah, I'm good. <laughs> I am good on that. They legit were trying to like, oh, you'll be all right. Just hold on real tight. Mm-mm. On top of that, your girlfriend probably didn't even make good muffins. <laughs> At the time, no, no. 
No. <laughs> it all goes back to the muffin. It always, always goes back. Matt did it for there's the muffin. Always, there's <laughs> always money in the muffin stand. <laughs> he's, he's not like Fred Durst. He's he did it for the muffins, not for the nookie. <laughs> the muffins. So you can take that <laughs> cookie. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I'm always fascinated, though, with uh, how Matt feels about certain wrestlers that he's actually met. It really puts another. It's been a long it. time, but I think it, I, it might be uh, prudent for me to put together a list of people, who I, like I, wrestlers that I met. I, I would love it. <laughs> I would love. I would definitely like to see that because that would be. I will do that. I will I'll get Will. To, I'll get Will to do it too. I bet Will. Will's probably got a much better, um, obviously a much better catalog of people he's met because he did it a lot longer. Yeah, but I've yeah. met I've met two and it's only been positive. Like Farouk came to the hospital that I was at. Yeah. And then Lex Luger after he found Christ. So of course he was pretty cool. So yeah. Well, I mean, I was telling Andrew the other day, I was like, Will uh was telling me and Matt a really great hacksaw Jim Duggan story. <laughs> so uh yeah, we we gotta have an episode of this where we just have if we can get Will and Matt both yes. on. To just tell stories like that, I it's it's so stories so from the road. Yeah. yeah. Oh, there's a lot of classics. <laughs> oh, geez. Yeah. Stories from the road. I we got any other points we want to hit? I just so I think much, I'm good. Internet. We need more catchphrases. We need more mystery. More mystery. More mystery. Yeah. And then uh, non-generic promos. Yeah. Non-generic. Entrance music. Well, they fired WWE. I think fired that Jim Johnson guy. Yeah, I think that's what yeah. really sucked everything. But yeah, well, I mean, it, it, that's kind of the thing too. Like, uh, I recently saw somebody on Twitter uh, as a comic book writer. I think it was Dan Slott, comic book writer. It might have been him. Somebody like that, where uh, <laughs> uh, where they um, they said, "Hey, uh, bring back the theme songs to TV shows that told you what the TV show was." And me and Andrew literally just talked about that. And I was like, yes, yes. And I kind of miss wrestling songs that did the same thing. Like, you, I'm an ass man or, you know, yeah. or, or Shawn Michaels theme song. I really do miss those. He's a real American. Yeah. Cause yeah. that's so funny. Cause a lot of the stuff that we tiered was just based on that. We were like, oh, it tells you what it is already. Yeah. So we're good with it. We don't need anything other information. We can just jump right into the show. Yeah. And yeah. I think that's the way it should be. You just jump. You, you know from there do you like the wrestler or not yeah yeah I mean, i'm sure there's going to be at some point where i'll get back really head, hardcore into wrestling again i think it is getting better again but um there'll, there'll come somebody who kind of gets big again and we'll probably bring more people back into it so yeah i mean wrestling comes and goes in cycles it I does this has been a long cycle away from it though that's why i get worried that's about. true yeah that's true i do catch AEW every once in a while they just did uh Chris Jericho came back out as Lionheart, and I was like, "That's pretty cool." Yeah, that's cool. That yeah. that that really, and I watched it because normally it's like, "Oh nope, don't care, don't know who this person is, I'm done." And I think that's what Johnny said too: is the is the managers, or you could call them mentors for certain guys. If like a guy like Ted DiBiase is managing somebody. You want to get, you want to, you're a little bit more intrigued. Why is he with them? Yeah. He recently, say, like, uh, not too long ago, was doing something in NXT. And that's when I was watching NXT again because he was there. And the two guys he was kind of in a program with, I was like, oh, I like, like Cameron Grimes 
See, I remember the guy's name because yeah. he was in the program with him, and I was right. like, I like his Cameron Grimes guy. And also, he's a North Carolina guy, so don't let oh, me down, man. Cameron Grimes. <laughs> don't be a piece of garbage, please. <laughs> <laughs> That's another thing I worry about anybody nowadays because going back to what Matt said before, where there's so much access to honestly anybody famous now. Where like I'm kind of worried about you know I'm a big fan of this person, and then you find out stuff's like oh good god, <laughs> <You know>? yeah, <laughs> <that's>, <laughs> it's happening. Way just too did a much. whole episode on that too. There's some great names on that one. Oh man, I, I mean I was telling Andrew, uh, I don't even think this was recorded, but like one of my, I've seen a lot of stand up comedy because I love stand up comedy, and honestly, the one that I can remember that I had the best time at that I laughed so hard that I did I legit did not feel good because I laughed so much. And that was Louis C.K. <laughs> and of course, that was years ago, well before all that stuff came out about him. So, <laughs> <laughs> right. So, man, I'm, it's just scary to like anybody now. And by the way, that's why I can't get famous. I'm sure I've done some said some stupid things. <laughs> Guaranteed. No, I have. But we we had the benefit though that um, I don't know if Matt had this benefit because Matt's a little younger than Andrew and I, but. Uh, like social media didn't even really become a thing till I was in my twenties, really. So, uh, like yeah. you don't have to worry about people seeing stupid, dumb stuff you said when you're like a teenager, when you're still growing and trying to form who you are. And you're, you know, and you make, and you say like when I was a teenager in my early twenties, I definitely said some really stupid stuff just to get a rise out of people because I thought that was what comedy was at the time. And uh, I said some really embarrassing stuff that I would not be proud of. So I'm really glad that, you know, MySpace, which was the big thing for us, uh, and, uh, you know, Facebook obviously didn't come around and become big until much later. Kind of saved, kind of saved me, really. Bye for the best. Yeah, definitely. But that is it. Matt, you want to tell us about some of your other shows or promote anything going on? I don't do anything else. You um, don't do anything else. You oh, that's not true. He's got this awful show uh, called The Panel Discussion. It is just pure insanity and filth and uh, like it's not your you can't bring this podcast home to mom <laughs> it's it's exactly what this show is not um yeah. it is the anti if if there was a show called let's talk about politics okay it would probably be the panel discussion complete yeah, like oh, yeah. bizarro world opposite, but with no politics with no politics <laughs> A little bit more crazier than what we are here. Yes, a lot of things that shouldn't be said are said. Yeah, and we get great sponsors, though. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, Uh, and there's some great, and Matt has some great co-hosts on there, Will, and then he lets me on there for some reason. Yeah, and we have our friend Stooley and, uh, you know, Prospector. and Yeah, we have, yeah, and uh, Baron Von Kirshner. We have characters that show up all the time. We literally just had the guy... Uh, who does the opening, you know, for any of the law and orders? We had that guy show up recently, so you got to tune in to the panel discussion. You never know what's going to happen, and that's probably because we don't know. <laughs> we usually don't. We like usually that. don't. But thank you once again for coming on. And with that being said, catch new episodes of Let's Talk with No Politics Okay every Sunday on the BICBP Radio Network, Apple Podcast and spotify and with that being said good morning good afternoon and good night can you dig it it's second